obligation is to tell it straight. So much on my plate, I gotta delegate. Fuck a pass a drug test, we gotta celebrate. And we're back. It's been a long time since we got on here's their podcast, but we're back. Um, no life gets in the way. Start getting busy. Job gets in the way. Family gets in the way. So now we're back. Uh, I was reading something today that it it got me thinking, and I had to do a podcast because um, now before I start doing this, before I go this route. I want to let you guys know that I am from Houston, Texas. Born and raised in Houston, Texas. Knee high in the tree highs, Houston, Texas, right? Uh, a homer. Um, but as in terms of, of high school basketball and grassroots basketball, uh, there's something going on in Dallas that uh, – has my attention. Um, I don't know if it's something in the water or if it's just better product or it's just better support or whatever it may be. But these kids, these ninth and 10th grade, 11th grade kids in Dallas are just performing better or just better than the kids that are in Houston. Um, feel like I'm qualified to talk about this stuff because um, I played high-level basketball. Um, I was on a sneaker team when I was in high school. Uh, we didn't have circuits like they do now. Now they have uh, three-stripes basketball, which is Adidas. They have Under Armour. Uh, they have EYBL. Um, and they have various, you know, lower-tier shoe circuits. I wasn't on one of those, but... I was definitely on the shoe team. Um, I think one of the reasons or one of the ways you know you're on the shoe team is when you can only wear that brand um, while you're performing. And also, um, at the end of your games or at the end of your day of games, your uniforms get taken um, to be washed or what have you by the coaches or other people in the an organization, and then you'll get it again the next day. Or if you guys are done for the weekend, you'll get it the next time you guys play. Um, and every time before a game, if you switch uniforms, you know, they give them to you, whatever the case may be. I did that. Um, after eighth grade, until I was an adult, I never paid for another pair of basketball shoes. It all came free. So that's a part of the, the circuit stuff I'm talking about, or part of playing for a shoot team. Um, now, I do think that a huge problem with the Houston uh, area grassroots or Houston area basketball is just a simple fact that uh, we don't support each other. Uh, there's a lot of hating going on around amongst grownups. Um, if a certain player wants to do certain things or he was with this organization first and now the other organization wants him, whatever have you, um, it's just a lot of hating. It's grown-ups hating on kids. It's grown-ups telling kids they're not good enough when these kids go to Dallas and flourish. Um, a prime example of that is um, it's a kid. He's 2022 by the name of Cameron Ambery. He goes to uh, Shadow Creek. It's a, a new school near Pearland or in Pearland. Um, Houston area school. Um, he plays for probably the best independent program in the country right now. 
3D Empire, and they're based out of Dallas. Now, this program plays shoe circuit teams, EYBL, Adidas, Under Armour, and they beat them all the time. So he's an integral part of that team. So for him to have to go to Dallas and play when he's from Houston, lives in Houston, uh, is crazy to me. And as a matter of fact, when I was in middle school, his mother was our um, eighth grade 18 coach. And she could play too. His dad can play. Mr. Rob can play. And Mr. Rob has been uh, working with John Lucas Enterprises for the longest. Um, I don't know if he still does, but I know he's been working with them ever since I've been knowing him. Um, so the fact that their kid, in order to get the proper exposure, in order to get opportunities, had to go and play for a team in Dallas. And now he's getting crazy exposure. Um, so much so that Dallas feels like they're calling him one of their own. But he doesn't live in Dallas. It's just that the 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 grassroots scene here and the the evaluators here and the the grown up coaches here told him he wasn't good enough. He's a a damn good player, uh, great point guard, uh, gets the team involved, lockdown defender, shoot three ball very well, and knows how to get his team involved and, and just makes winning plays. So as a 16, 17 year old kid, what else do you want? Uh, nope, he's not an above the rim player. He just makes winning plays and does winning things, and he's very consistent in what he does. And he's a high, high quality player. He's a, he's a D one player, but he's in Dallas now playing because of the hating that goes on in Houston. Um, another thing, um, there's a guy by the name of Kellen Buffington, uh, Buff. If you know anything about Dallas basketball, you know about Buff. He's a guy from California who resides in Dallas now. He puts on all kinds of events. He's an uh, event operator. He's uh, a talent evaluator. He's a scout. Um, And he he just makes people play against. Like when people play in his tournaments, they just play. It's no, I want to pick my opponent or I don't want to play these teams. I don't play these kind of teams. I want to win, so I play these teams. No, no, no. And his tournaments, the best play the best, period. Don't even have zone defense in his tournament. It's man to man. If you're not forward, don't sign up. So his uh his biggest tournament is who wants to smoke. Uh it happened maybe a couple weeks ago, and he had teams from uh Florida, Georgia, Utah, uh Oklahoma, of course Texas, uh New York, just to play in his event. And uh, California, like I said, uh, and there's no hating over there. Uh, there's other event operators in Dallas, in the Dallas area as well who use those same facilities that he's using, and there's never any hating. He's always, you know, pumping kids up. He's always pumping up other organizations, um, and I think that's just the, the love that's shown in Dallas. Now, I'm not going to sit here and act like there's no no beef with some people in Dallas, but Man, they have a way of just supporting their players and supporting their own, whether that's an event evaluator or, or a player or a coach. Um, yeah, they just got it going on, man. And I think that uh, Houston should take note from that. Um, as of right now, they have in the class of 2022, top 60, they got uh, four players. Yeah, they got four players. They got uh, Keontae George. They have Kaysen Wallace. They have Jordan Walsh. And they have Ryan Griffin. Um, 
it's a couple of names that should be on there that isn't on there, but they're making their, their, their claim right now. So by the end of this summer, starting next school year, whatever the case may be, and Dallas is going to have like four or five players in the top 30 of the country. And the two players that aren't in the top 60 right now, Anthony Black and uh, Arterio Morris, they're going to be in the top 30 in the country by the time their junior season is done. By the time the summer's over or by the time the beginning of the senior year starts, they're not in the top 60, but they're going to be in the top 30. Trust me. So they have players, man. And, you know, one, one, one young man that I use, I use for an example uh, in terms of Houston, uh, I use Cam already. And now I use Bryce, Bryce Griggs. Bryce Griggs has been the best player in his class probably since birth in the city of Houston. Uh, maybe in the state, whatever. But he doesn't get the love that he deserves from the the Houston basketball scene. Um, people are always trying to pick this game apart. Uh, hey, I, I've been a, a victim of it as well. Uh, I've been guilty of it as well. I, I, I've tried to pick this game apart. And then I start to think, like, why am I doing this to this young man? We don't even know each other. But now I'm at a, a different headspace to where I just want to see the young man win. Um, so there's a lot of grownups that are in the, in the, in the city of Houston that, you know, don't show love and he's been the best player. So we should be pumping our kids up, pushing our kids to do better and, and do more. And, and another thing is just like in this, in this city, city of Houston, if, if you were playing for an independent program and you worked on your game and you got, you started to get recognition and then, uh, a shoe team wants to, you know, Put your player on, on a better platform and in order to get him uh, recruited better and, and provide a better situation for him and his family, people in Houston hate on that. They don't, they don't allow it all the time. And I can remember uh, when I was coaching uh, summer league and grassroots, I had a player. Me and Tunde had a player. We had a player, man. It was He was younger. We had him playing up at 17s. Uh, he was one of our star players. He was a year or two younger than everybody else. But you know what he did? Houston defenders came. Morris Udizzi. Houston defenders came and took him. And when he told us that he wanted to play for the defenders, hey, man, we gave him a hug, man, and said that's a great that's a great decision, man, because there's things that Houston defenders can give you that we can't. There's a platform they provide that we can't. There's different training and things that they provide that we can't. Uh, and now uh, he's been at um, Wichita State. So, it happens. Do you hate? No. You congratulate, man. So, don't hate. Congratulate. Uh, now, kicking off, uh, switching topics a little bit here. Um, man, these NBA playoffs are already crazy. Uh, I sat here and soaked and watched the Lakers lose game one to Phoenix. Uh and I know better. I know how LeBron is. I know how he plays. I know they always, almost lose, almost always lose game one. He used as a fill out. But I just didn't like it. Um, Chris Paul got injured, came back. He, I don't know if he can shoot or not, but we're still pressing up on him. Nah, man, see if he can make a jump shot. Um, and it's just like like Laker Nation panics when the Lakers loses a game. When the Lakers lose a game, and for me, it's just like I was just in the mood. I know that they always lose the first game. LeBron, he's he's no he's 
He's known for doing that, man. I think that uh, out of the last five times, the five series that he lost game one, four times they won the series. I think the only time they didn't is when they got swept by the Warriors. Uh, the second year, KD won the championship. So ever since then, it's like before that and after that. If he loses the game one, it doesn't matter. They don't win. Uh, LeBron's never lost in the first round of the series. Now, am I saying to say that it can't happen? No. I just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but watching that game, man, breaking that down, uh, I feel like Anthony Davis didn't come to play. Uh, LeBron, being LeBron and, and being cute and not taking it to the Suns, uh, game one to me was an opportunity for the Lakers to just show the Suns who they really are. Like, hey, you're not on this level yet. But the Suns haven't been in the playoffs since 2010. So as expected, they came out. They're energized. They have more fans in the, stand, in the stands than they had since the beginning of last year. Um, it was it was crazy in there. So you expect them to come out throwing haymakers, taking the, the, taking to the Lakers. You know what I mean? So you expect that. But at the same time, uh, it's a very winnable game. Uh, the Lakers lost 99-90. They missed 11 free throws. Um, they had 27 uncontested three-point shots. They had 24 three-point shots that were considered wide open. But it's a make-or-miss league. It's a make-or-miss league. They missed shots, lost the game. So what I would just say to all Laker, Laker fans and all, all Laker nation, hey, just calm down. Just, just, just tonight, Tuesday night, it's another game, game two. We'll see what happens, man. But for one loss... Knowing how the Lakers played to only lose by nine, and and Devin Booker played out of his mind, and uh, DeAndre Aiden played well, Cameron Johnson played well, and the Lakers just didn't play well. So it's expected. It's cool. We'll see what game two comes about. Uh, another series I'm really intrigued about is uh, it's really intriguing to me is the Clippers and Mavs. Um, you know, the Clippers are very confident, are a very confident bunch for a team that's never won anything. And I say that to say, um, the big fella, uh, Zub, came out and said that, uh, oh, we lost, we, we won game one in our last series, and you know how that turned out. So basically saying, like, we lost, we, we won game one and we lost. So if we lose game one, we still win the series. Now, losing game one doesn't mean you lose the series. But for them to come out and say that and, and to be so cocky, it doesn't make sense because they've never won anything. And last year they were up 31 and the Western Conference semifinals and lost. So it doesn't, it just, there has to be some kind of sense of urgency there. Um, there's been reports that they're going to have Kawhi guard Luka more. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, you'd rather have Kawhi trying to guard Luka than scoring. Um, it's crazy because I remember after Kawhi won the championship with Toronto, they were calling Kawhi Jordan. Oh, Kawhi, Kawhi this, Kawhi this. But one thing about Michael Jordan is he'll give you 40, and then he'll play D as well. Um, LeBron used to be like that. He's a little older now. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Kobe was like that. They can score buckets, and then they'll lock you down. So for Kawhi, for, for, for the Clippers to try to give Kawhi an excuse as, oh, well, um, 
he hasn't been going to Luca because we need him on offense and end. It's just a player, man. One of the, one of the words that or one of the phrases that I hate the most about the NBA is two way player because growing up, it's not such thing as a two way player. You play both ends of the ball. Period. You go score on the fella, now you gotta lock him up. When we have our open runs, hey, you gotta play D. It is what it is. There's no such thing as a, to me. It was no such thing as a two way player. But now these these players get get pacified and they're like, oh man, he you got. I need you to score twenty five for me tonight so you can you ain't got to play defense. Oh, nah, man, that that's not cool. So for the Clippers to come out and say something like that, and then for them to be like, oh well, he'll guard Kawhi more tonight. Nah, man. I mean, he'll guard Luca more tonight. Nah, man. Luca's good. And Luca just has the answer for them. Um, last year, um, if, I want, if I'm not mistaken, the series was 2-2. And then my boy got hurt, Chris Stops. So they lost 4-2. But now, Chris Stops is there. Luca's there. Um, and I, I told, I told uh, two ladies the other day, the Clippers are closer to having two straight first-round exits than they are to being a contender or contending for a championship. Let me say that again. The Clippers are closer to having two straight first-round exits than they are to contending for a championship. I'm a, you got to show me, man. Um, you just got to show me. Um, moving on in the West, Blazers and Nuggets. Dame had a hell of a game last night. Um, the series just tied 1-1. Uh, Blazers took game one. Nuggets took game two. Um, the the Blazers do not have an answer for Joker. Uh, it's It's been reported that they're letting Joker score on purpose so that uh, he's not making plays for his teammates. What? <laughs> what? What kind of bullcrap is that? I'm gonna let a player score on purpose. Where's your Where's your your competitive edge? Uh, I'm not gonna let anybody score on purpose. Period. That's just not how the game works. That's That's I'm pretty sure that the the legends of the game rolling over in their graves because this dude said this team is saying that we're gonna let Joker score so he can't get his teammates involved. He can give us all the points he wants. Hey man, do you know that points win games? So you gonna let this dude do whatever he wants? And then his teammates get him, his teammates get energized. It, it, come on, man, that doesn't even make sense. Just play some defense. Like last night, uh, Dame had thirty-two points in the first half. He had eight threes in the first half. Made all his free throws. His true shooting percentage was ninety percent. But guess what? Second half, he had ten. Aaron Gordon said, "I got him." Now the goal isn't to shut Dame down. It just like turn the water off a little bit. And he did that. He went from scoring 32 points in the first half to 10 in the second half. Now, of course, on the box score, box score watchers see that he had 42. I'm like, oh, man, great game. But it's still it's two sides to that. It's two halves to a game. He had 32 in the first half. He was on fire. And the crazy thing was, Dane had 32 in the first half, and they were still down 12 and a half. They were getting manhandled by uh, Denver last night. Um. But what I do think is, I do think the Blazers are going to win the series. I just don't feel like um, Denver have, has enough horses, man. Uh, they started uh, the foreign guy last night, which usually started because Jamal Murray hasn't been there. So the foreign guy started last night, and they started uh, Marcus 
uh, Marcus Howard, the, the guy from Marquette. Now, Marcus Howard is a bucket, but he ain't played all year. So it's like, nah, man, they ain't got enough to me. You know what I'm saying? Now, can Dame run out of gas? Yep. It's possible. So he's going to need some help from CJ and and, and, and his other teammates. Um, but, you know, they got to get her done. I think they will. Um, and the last thing about that series, man, I watched some of game one and Melo went off in the first half. I can't believe that the, the, the fans in Denver booed him. They booed him in game one. Really? That's that's ultimately disres- that's ultimate disrespect right there. To Denver Nuggets fans booing Carmelo Anthony. Wow. <laughs> okay. And last but not least, Utah Memphis. Utah game one. Memphis game one. Memphis won. Dylan Brooks, uh, Mr. Too Cool, Too Fresh, uh, put on a show. John Morant was John Morant. Um, Donovan Mitchell did not play. Um, he's saying that the team held him out. Um, so I guess a lot of people thinking that game ones don't mean anything. And I'm just here to say that to some teams, they don't. To some teams, they don't mean anything. But in the grand scheme, I just I just don't agree with just giving up games. If Donovan Mitchell could play, play him. Uh, that's it. Uh, I'm not really that interested in that series. Um, whoever wins, wins, whatever. Um, I don't think they'll win in the next round. Moving on to the East. Um, I watched, uh, on Sunday, I watched Philly and Washington, um, the Wizards. It's going to be a pretty good series. Um, we got Russ, you got Bradley Beal against the Sixers. Um, man, uh. Tobias Harris went off in the first half. Um, and what's up these dudes are going off in one half? But anywho, um, that, that again is another series that I think that the Wizards just don't have enough horses. Um, they're a good team. Um, they, they did a good job this year. They were down. Um, they were under 500 by a lot of games. But they came back and they made the playoffs. Uh, but again, I don't think they have enough horses. I pick uh, Philly to go ahead and take that one. Oh, so in the West, um, in the 1-8, I, I do have Utah. In the 2-7, I got uh, Lakers. In the the 3-6, I have Portland. And the 4-5, I have Dallas. Um, and then in the East, in the 1-8, um, I got Philly being the Wizards. Um, in the 2-7, I'm not even going to talk about it. Brooklyn, all, all day. Come on. Jalen Brown out there. Uh Brad Stevenson, Brad Stevens is fighting for his job, but Jason Teddy can't do it by himself. Marcus Martin, they're 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 good players, but no. Marcus Martin's a really good player. He's tough, but no. Uh Brooklyn too much. Uh three six is gonna be and who's three seed in the East? Hmm. Oh, Milwaukee and, and, and uh Miami. It's already two oh. The heat got blown out last night. Uh I think the the addition of of Drew and um, P.A. Tucker. That's, that was a really good addition for Milwaukee. Um, the Heat, I don't know if everybody's healthy. I, I don't know, man. Um, I think the Heat are a scorer away, like a real legit A-lister away from actually competing for something. Um, they're down two already. Uh, game three is really pivotal. Um, 
Will they be able to steal one? I'm not sure. Uh, if they lose game three, it's over. So they got to come out swinging. I, still, I don't think I have enough offensive firepower to compete with the Bucks. Game one was good. Uh, Chris Milton hit the game winner. Um, Jimmy Butler played horrible game one. Uh, Bam Adebayo played horrible game one. So I thought game two would be a little different. I think they'll play better, but they got blown out. Um, what's his name? Uh, Brian Forbes. Tore him up 19 points in nine, the first nine minutes he played, 19 points, eight, not eight threes, um, six threes. So it is what it is. Moving on, four or five. From the beginning, I picked Atlanta. I picked Atlanta. Uh, my guy, two names, my witness. I picked Atlanta. Um, I don't know if they're going to win. They won game one. Um, Trey, uh, little Trey Young, gets a floater to win the game. Um, he's 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 made for the moment. For those who don't know, um, Trey Young is one of those kind of players that's built for the moment. Um, I want to say that uh, when he was in high school, his junior year of high school, he had he had the best peace jam ever, and led his team to the championship in EYBL. Um, yeah, he's built for the big stage. He showed that at Oklahoma, and now he's in the playoffs. Um, they're doing their thing. Uh, watch out for the Hawks. I do have them winning that. Um, so, yeah, those are my first-round matchups. Um, in the West, if I pick Utah and I pick the Lakers, that means if I pick, the, if I pick Utah, and then that means they'll be playing Dallas because I picked Dallas, um, I got Utah beating Dallas. And then, no, I don't. No, I don't. I have Dallas beating Utah. I got Dallas beating Utah. And then uh, I have the Lakers beating Portland. And then I have Lakers beating Dallas. Lakers go back to the finals. In the East, I have uh, in the second round, it'll be um, Philly and Atlanta. And it'll be Brooklyn and Milwaukee. I have Philly facing Brooklyn. In the Eastern Conference Finals, and then I have Philly making it to the finals. People say I say that just because I don't like what the Nets did. Call it what you want. I have Philly playing the Lakers in the finals with the Lakers repeating. Cool. Cool. So, yeah. I'll try to get on here, man. I'll try to get on here more and and, and speak some more and and do what I do. Uh, But, um, For now, I'll talk to you guys later. Everybody stay up. Be safe. One.